0: Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday's sermon was given by Senior Pastor, Rev. Dr. Ray Hilton. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today Is from the first epistle of the Apostle Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 through
1: 9.
0: Please join us in a prayer for illumination. God, source of all light, by your word you give light to the soul. Pour out on us the spirit of wisdom and understanding, that being taught by you in holy scripture, our hearts and minds may be open to know the things pertaining to life and holiness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Peter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now, for a little while, you've had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, You love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks
1: be to God. Well, thanks be to God for the reading of Holy Scripture, and thank you for joining us in worship today. You know, when Mary went to the tomb, she expected to find the dead body of Jesus. Instead, she saw a mighty angel sitting on the stone that was rolled away from the entrance to the tomb. And the angel said to her, I know, I know that you're here to seek the body of Jesus, but he's not here. And then he said these wonderful words to her, the Lord is risen. And if you believe the angel's proclamation, I want you to go ahead and type your response. He's risen indeed so I say to you the Lord is risen and you type he's risen indeed so go ahead and do that right now you see I believe that Easter Sunday is just one day it's not enough to fully absorb what Jesus did when he walked out of the tomb and so over the coming eight weeks which we call Eastertide we will be reading through parts of first Peter and I'd like to invite you to read those chapters all five chapters with me it's not a long book But i think what will happen when you read the book is that it will give you a deeper understanding of why the resurrection was a game changer for the first century believers and how it will do the same for us who are 21st century believers what what i love about today's text is that it comes from someone who knows what it feels like to scrape the bottom of the barrel of failure have you ever been in that state before i know that i have i know what it feels like to be at the bottom of the barrel of failure peter has been through his share of crises you'll remember that he denied jesus three times and said i don't know him and like the rest of the the disciples filled with fear they all ran away and hid themselves from the soldiers and the religious leaders and then over time peter eventually returned to his fishing business but through the mercy of the lord jesus Peter was restored and renewed by the Sea of Galilee. You'll remember Jesus asked him this very penetrating question, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And you can just picture Jesus pointing to the boats and to the large catch of fish. And Peter said to Jesus, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, well, then feed my lambs. And Jesus asked him that question a couple more times. What was Jesus doing? Jesus was restoring him. Jesus was renewing him. Jesus was filling him up with living hope. And so Peter has often been called the apostle of hope. He wrote his letter, this letter that we're reading about 30 years after the death and the resurrection of Jesus to remind the scattered churches in Cappadocia and Bithynia and all over the Roman Empire in what we now call Turkey to fill those churches with the same living hope that he received. And because of the resurrection and because of the church's obedience to the spreading of the gospel of Jesus, the church was growing all across the empire. And with that growth came persecution. How did the church expand and grow under such hardships? That's one of the questions that historians continue to ask. How is it that the church survived the first 100, 200 one thousand and now two thousand years of hardships and persecutions and i'd like to offer to you that it is because of the living hope that is found in the lord jesus christ peter begins our reading by saying these wonderful words of blessing and praise he says blessed be the god of our of the, the god and father of our lord jesus christ what i love about that is that despite all the hardships God is still worshiped and praised God is the source of living hope and you can just picture those churches scattered all across the Roman Empire still blessing and worshiping God despite their difficulties you see the opposite of living hope is dead hope it's a hope that rests in things that are unreliable in ideas that are unprovable but the resurrection of Jesus provides living hope in a real person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what Peter is doing, I believe, in this letter is pointing the church to the living hope that is found in Jesus. What does this living hope look like, you may ask? Let me quickly share that with you. The living hope that Peter wants the church to know is, first of all, a living hope that comes from new life in Jesus Christ. Some people call it the new birth. Others call it being born again. Notice what he says, because of God's great mercy. And friends, that is always the starting point. Every blessing comes to us because of God's great mercy. Peter says, because of God's great mercy, God has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, just as an infant does nothing to be born. We experience rebirth, new birth, not because of who we are. And it's important that we understand that, to be born again, to be born from above, to receive new birth. It never comes to us of because of who we are or because of what we're, we've done. We are born of God because of God's great mercy isn't that an amazing truth to to hold on to when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior you are born into this reality called living hope this was the exact message Jesus told Nicodemus that night that who came to him seeking answers to his questions Peter wants us to know, he wants the the scattered church to know, the distressed churches to know that we are children of God, that God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross and God raised him from the dead to give us this new living hope. Without Christ, we have no hope. Without Christ, we have a dead hope. As children of God, Reality is we are heirs of Christ. We have a rich inheritance. That's what happens when you become part of the family of God. You receive this rich inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and kept in heaven for you, for me. And you say, well, pastor, what is this inheritance? Because often when we think of an inheritance, we think of a will being read and we're being told all the monetary gains that will now be ours. Well, this inheritance is not a pot of gold. It is what I call the assurance that we will have unbroken union with Christ in heaven, an inheritance with Christ, a union with Christ that is imperishable, undefiled, that can never be taken away, and it starts right now. So that's the first thing that Peter wants the church to know regarding living hope. They've been given new birth, they're children of God, and they have an inheritance that begins right now. The second thing he tells them about this living hope is that with this living hope, we can face trials. And maybe I should say we will face trials. It's great to know that our inheritance is kept in heaven for us, but what about life on earth? The practical person says, what about right here and right now? What about the fact that we're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic? What about the fact that the churches that Peter would have written these letters to are experiencing great duress? How does this living hope help us? Well, notice what he says in verse 5. Because of this living hope in Christ, you are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. So when I read that, especially when it says, revealed in the last time i don't know why but it just brought to my mind a marathon runner who's running who's getting tired and wants to stop but along the way the marathon runner has these refueling station and as they're running they reach out and just grab a cup of water some of them will grab two and pour one cup over the the runner's head over his head and then she will drink the second cup but the runner gets a a shot of energy to keep running until the end of the race until the last leg of the, the race just as water sustains the exhausted runner living hope operates like that it's the fuel that sustains the discouraged believer because just because we have living hope doesn't mean We're going to be protected from hardships. Look at at what verses six says, and knowing that God is protecting us, the response is pretty amazing. In this you rejoice, even if you know for a little while you have had to suffer various trials so that the genuineness of your faith being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So our faith is being put alongside the most precious asset in all the world at that time, and that is gold. But the thing about gold, and no matter how precious it is, when it's tested, it can be perishable, it passes away, it's tested by fire, And our faith will outlast that test. So I want you to be careful. Let's be careful now. When I say that living hope protects us and reassures us that we're protected by God, it doesn't mean that God somehow grants us immunity from hardships. I mean, that's a given, right? It doesn't mean that God somehow lifts us out of every calamity and every disappointing experience we know from experience that that is not true. Right now, I'm seeing tons of articles online written by people who are angry. And I think it's okay to be angry. And I think it's important to lament. But what I, when I read some of these articles, of course, these people are asking, why? Why God, why are you allowing us to go through this horrible experience with the coronavirus? Folks are saying things like, I trusted God with my life. I was faithful in my commitment to the church. I gave faithfully to the work of God. I did acts of service in honor to the cause of God. And now God doesn't seem to be protecting me or my family from this current calamity. It seems like God has failed me. People's faith Have been rattled again let me remind you god doesn't promise to keep us from the woes and the troubles of this world what god promises to do is to sustain us through the hard times and this is why he compares our faith to gold if you believe in jesus and you rest in him then we know that suffering will come think about the most perfect person who ever lived And that would have been our Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, Isaiah says to him, he was despised, he was rejected by men, he was full of sorrows, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. Paul says to to the church that if you follow Jesus, anyone who follows Jesus must prepare themselves to suffer hardship. Jesus says, if you will be my disciple Pick up your cross and follow me. So I want to remind you that just because we love the Lord Jesus and just because we've been faithful to him and just because we have taken all the right steps in being faithful disciples of Jesus, it doesn't mean that we will not experience hardships. But Jesus says, take heart. In this world, you will experience many tribulations, but be of good cheer, Jesus says. I have overcome the world. That, my friend, is living hope. I wish i could tell you all the reasons why we suffer i have i don't know i don't know and i don't think that's the important thing to sort out exactly why we suffer what i think is more important is that god has given us living hope like that runner getting a fresh dose of water to infuse us to keep running to keep going to keep following jesus because as we keep moving forward we have the assurance that Jesus walks with us. And maybe that's the last thing I want to say to you before I stop. That with living hope, living hope enables us to never stop believing. I didn't say you won't have doubts. Yes, you will. But living hopes hope enables you to never stop believing. Believing what? So we're back to the beginning. That Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is alive. That he overcame the grave. Living hope. Enables us to believe the promise of Jesus when he says lo I am with you always To the end of the age Don't you love these words in verses 8 and 9? I love them Although you have not seen him You love him now that is living hope that is faith and even though you do not see him now You believe in him and you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy That is living hope that is faith for you are receiving the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls that's what living hope enables us to do in the dark dark moments in the deepest and darkest valleys that we will find ourselves in jesus is saying to you living hope knowing that i'm alive knowing that i'm walking with you will enable you to believe even when you can't see, to rejoice even when everything says you should wear a frown. These are the ways in which living hope sustains us. Now, the question is, as we continue to go forward, what does Jesus want then for us to do with this living hope? Here's my belief, and this is what I do. I believe Jesus wants us To embrace that living hope that he is alive that he's not making a mistake regarding our current reality he wants us to embrace that so that we can keep walking now what I'm gonna say to you is gonna sound very pedantic very boring but he wants us to keep walking keep putting one foot in front of the other Keep going forward one day after the other. And let me tell you why you need to do that. Because what we're facing is not a problem that American ingenuity can fix overnight. What we're facing will not be resolved quickly. Everything in us, and that's the American way, right? Everything in us wants to microwave these troubles and be done with them so we can get back the lives we had in 2019 or maybe the lives that we had at Christmas of 2019 or even January of 2020 well we can't do that we cannot turn back the clock the only thing we can do with this living hope is to walk with God through these days one day at a time one day at a time you see walking is slow it is non dramatic it is rhythmic when you walk instead of drive when you walk instead of run you notice things about yourself and you notice your surroundings you notice things that you tend to overlook and during this time when we have when we have all slowed down friends if you just allow this time to do its work in you and in your life you're going to notice things that you've overlooked things in yourself, maybe your impatience, maybe the greed, maybe the anger, maybe the the doubt that's been, that pesky doubt that's been in your heart and in your mind, you're going to notice things, your cynicism, your bitterness, your pride, your shame. You're going to notice things that because you were so busy running and coming and going, You had the time to press those things down, and now here you are. You've slowed down, and all you can do is walk one step at a time because the days are long. And so what do you do? You keep walking. And as you walk one step at a time, here's what I'm doing, and I want you to join me in doing it, doing the same thing. Remember to pray. We all had excuses why we couldn't pray because we were so busy. Now we don't need to rush out the door anymore. So, as you walk with Jesus, that's what Living Hope does. It allows us to walk with Jesus. Remember to pray. As you walk, remember to read the Bible and read the Psalms. I spoke to a friend a few weeks ago who asked me, What do you recommend I read during these times? And I said to him, Read the Psalms. As you walk, remember that it's okay to lament because as you're walking, you're going to notice that you're angry and you're sad and you're discouraged. And you're not happy about what's going on and it's okay as you walk to lament and to bring those laments to God as you walk remember to listen and obey because God is speaking to you because now that you your frequencies are more tuned to God to living hope God is gonna be speaking to you and it's time to listen and it's time to obey And as you walk, remember to treasure your church and your church family. We had a prayer meeting on Thursday night and I'm telling you the truth as I sat there and I saw the faces of some of my brothers and sisters, I felt this yearning inside for us to be together. And I remembered in that moment of prayer, just how precious each and every one, how precious we are to each other. But that happens when you slow down. We are not taking these things for granted anymore. And as you walk, remember Jesus. Remember how Jesus had to walk. Remember how he said to the disciples three times in the book of Matthew, as he was walking, he said, "We're going to Jerusalem and when we get there, he had to walk step by step to his death destiny. And it was a horrible destiny where he was rejected, he was arrested, he was persecuted, he was spat upon, he was nailed to the cross. His walk led him to suffering, but in that suffering, he triumphed over it, was risen from the dead, he's ascended to heaven, and now he's seated. Jesus says, when you persevere in your living hope, believing and trusting in me, you will overcome. Amen? I remember reading a fascinating story in one of Pastor Tim Keller's book, where he tells a story of a man who was about to lose his career and his family. And I know that's a desperate place to be when you're losing everything that you've built on. Didn't tell the reason why, but this is what Pastor Keller said in his conversation to the man. The man said to him, Pastor Keller, I always knew in principle that Jesus is all you need to get through. So, what we would say is this: man had a had a had had a head knowledge that Jesus is all you need, and we have that. We know what that feels like. But then, this is what the man says: "But you don't really know. Jesus is all you need." until Jesus is all you have. And what suffering does for the church, what suffering does for you and me, it strips away all the additives, all the stuff, all the detrius of our lives, and it brings us down to the centrality of that living hope that the Lord is risen, he's alive, he's with us, and suddenly we realize that You know, when you really think about it, all the gold, all the silver, all the money, all the stuff of my life, it's not really that important. Once it comes through the fire of adversity, all of that stuff burns away anyway. And the only one that's left is Jesus. And that is all I need to get me through. This is what it means to have living hope in Christ. He's our savior. He's brought us into his forever family. He's our protector, not to deliver us from the hardships of life, but to sustain us through it. And then his living hope enables us to keep walking, keep walking. And that's what I urge you to do, first prayers. That's what I urge you to do, fellow traveler. Put your trust in the living hope of the Lord Jesus Christ and keep walking with him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and God's people say, Amen.